At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you as we are going to be joined in 15 minutes by a little bit of a soccer panelist. We've got Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet. Anthony DeBuno does amazing work over at Action Network. We're going to be talking some EPL with them. And the hardest working producer in the business books us a last second guess. Jason does it once again. Rob Dowster of the Field of 68 joins us in 45 minutes. Apparently, Rob had sent out a tweet about, I would say, 15 or so minutes in the show. Jason sees the tweet. He books a guest, A-plus work from the men behind the scenes here on the Greg Peterson Experience. The show says the Greg Peterson Experience, but it is really the people behind the scenes that play such an integral role with this. My producer, Jason, who, on top of booking all these guests, he keeps me in line, which that's very difficult to do when you've got, oh, I don't know, Marcus Shaver missing six free throws within a span of 10 seconds. I was out in New Mexico plus six. How that got there, I don't know, but it was able to get there, and somehow, some way, we managed to keep live radio rolling, which slash live TV rolling, which that is a Herculean feat of itself. It is absolutely amazing work being done there. All these graphics that you're seeing up on Visa.com, YouTube TV, wherever you're watching, that is courtesy of our good friend Nick. 
Those of you guys listening on Sports Map Radio, we've now been on Sports Map Radio for a little bit over a month. Hopefully you enjoy what you're hearing. And our man that always gets us set up, that'd be the audio engineer, Taylor. And we've got every single hour of this show posted up on vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Take a look at the Visa Bets Bets feed, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you're able to go to Google Play, list goes on and on. And it is Aramis this week that's posting up all these hours and really everything here at the network. Whether you like follow the money and numbers game, V some prime time, you're able to go down the list. So all these guys, they do absolutely amazing work. Forever grateful for them. And as I always say, because they provide such great they provide such a great effort, I need to pay it back. And hey, the DK Nation picks are on an eight and one run. Once again. If you were playing the game involving red solo cups and uh, ping pong balls, which I frequented in college, you'd be doing really, really well going eight out of nine. So we're going to be looking to keep it going right now. We're going to be looking to try to finish off the rack as we're going to be heading to the rack for this one. That's how we bring it all together. 795, 796 on the betting board. You've got Rutgers are playing us in Michigan. Michigan is a five and a half to a six point underdog. Total on this game is anywhere between 133.5 and, well, mostly seeing 133.5 at this point, but right up here, going to be taking a road team in the Big Ten, which it's it's been rough sledding for road teams in the Big Ten thus far this season, but it's also been road, rough sledding recently for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights because something that is what under the radar with this Rutgers team is that they lost one of their star forwards. It wasn't necessarily a guy that was giving you a bunch of scoring or anything like that, but without Muad Mog in the fold, this has been a Rutgers team that has been completely different. You take a look at this team, and they're currently fourth in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but without Mog in there, they have been allowing 17.5 points more per one hour possessions ever since he has left the fold. And if you take a look at Rutgers, not out about it. They've got one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball. The rack is a house of horrors for so many. As a matter of fact, here's how demonstrative it is between home and road splits for this Rutgers defense. They are allowing 22.8 points fewer per one hour possessions when they're, when they're at home rather than in a road slash church court environment. But it's a Michigan team that they really don't suffer too much of a fall off when they're on the road. Unlike a lot of these Big Ten teams, they're averaging about 3.7, 3.8 fewer points per one hour possessions when they're in a roadside shoot record environment. And Michigan's been playing a little bit better with their defense recently. 72 points or fewer surrendered in all six of their games here in the month of February. That's big for them. And then we've got a Michigan team that I think is actually going to be able to do a solid job against this Rutgers defense because one of the lifebloods of this Rutgers defense is generating turnovers. They're a team that in home games, they are 17th in the country. In terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, they are the only power conference team in the country that has two separate players that give you at least 2.2 seals per game. That would be Caleb McConnell and Caleb Sp- and Cam Spencer. Spencer is able to shoot right around 40% from three-point range, generates for you 13 points per game. McConnell is able to chip in their 9.7 points per contest. But what does Michigan do well? They take care of the ball. They turn the ball over fewer than 10 times per contest in a road slash or record environment. They're number four in the country in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. So I think that that is absolutely massive 
for this team. You got a Rutgers team that's only shooting about 32% from three power range. Yeah, Cliff Amarui, I do think he's going to be able to have some success against Hunter Dickinson. Amarui about two blocks. He's averaging a double double with nearly 14 points and rebounds per game. But you take a look at the flip side, what you're able to get out of Hunter Dickinson. He gives you 18 points, shoots nearly 40% from three power range. Doug McDaniel has been able to do a good job of being able to dish out the ball. Jed Howard gives you 14 points. And Kobe Bufkin, as a matter of fact, combined for about 27 points per contest. Howard is saying six foot eight, shoots in the high 30s from three par range. I do think that that's going to keep Michigan lively in this game. I set my handicap closer to a three and a half. I really shaded down this Rutgers team without Moat Ma again. I'm talking about the defense of Rutgers so much. How about the offense? 60 points or fewer in three of their last four games, 61 points or fewer in four of their last five. Even if the defense is firing all cylinders, if they're continuing to show you this just sad display on offense, they're not going to be able to cover this number. So my right up here is going to be taking the points with Michigan, and I do think that it's a Rutgers defense that is starting to fall off just a little bit here. I think that this is going to be a game to where it's going to be close enough to where you get late game felling. I set my total at 134.5, so here at the 133.5, I'm going to be taking a look at the over and my write-up. We're going to be rolling with Michigan in this spot. How about if we go from the Big Ten and we instead go with a little bit of Pac-12 action? As I do think that this is a game that's very lively and this is one that I very nearly settled on for the write-up as well. I know that UCLA has been rock solid, but I think that you've got a little bit of value here with this underdog, 831-832 on the betting board. You've got UCLA in the road face-off against Utah. Utah is a 7-point underdog with your total 131 to 131.5. I said Utah is more around a 4.5-point underdog. Give me the home underdog in this spot. UCLA has been tremendous with their defense. They are in the top 8 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Utah's not too far off, as Utah ranks 18th in this category, and you do have a guy in Brandon Carlson who just completely stuffs the statue. A 7-footer that's able to shoot in the mid-30s from 3-point range. He pulls in their 7 rebounds. He's able to give you 16-plus points per game. He has been really good for this team. And then you take a look down the board. Scores 2 through 4 for Utah in terms of points per game. They all give you between 10 and 11.7 points per game, and they all shoot between 37.2 and 37.5% from three-point range, as you've got Marco Anthony, Lazer Safanovic, along with Gabe Madsen on that fold. With Anthony, he's been able to give you 6.7 rebounds per game, and here's a man that doesn't live up to his name, Raleigh Worcester. He is not the worst. He has been very solid, giving you nine points, five boards, five assists, so... He's a nice statue suffer for this team with UCLA. Jalen Clark, one of the best players in all of college basketball at being able to generate steals. He's been able to give you 2.7 steals per contest. He and Jaime Acas have been able to combine for right around 32 points per contest. Both of these guys shoot it relatively solidly from three-point range with Acas. He's able to shoot more in that neighborhood, about 38% from three-point range and for UCLA. They're just one of the more effective t- teams in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis in the country because they don't hurt themselves. It's a UCLA team that has only turned the ball over right around 10 and a half times per game. Tiger Campbell, very sure-handed with the ball. You do like what you're seeing there at Abona. He down low is able to give you right around 8 points, 5 boards, right around 2 blocks per contest. So, love what I'm seeing there. But it is a Utah team that they get so much of a boost from their home court as well. Utah, overall for the season, is 156th in the country. In terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. But, you take a look at what they're able to do at home. And at home. They are scoring about 20.5 points more per one-hour possessions 
than when they do at the road. I do think that the Huntsman Center is a very good home court advantage. You get back Amari Bailey for UCLA. He's able to do a nice job for the team as well. But I think that Utah is going to be able to stay relatively lively in this game. Both of these teams, they play at identical tempos. These teams are 253rd and 254th respectively. In terms of total possessions per game, pair of top 20 defenses slugging it out. I think that this is going to be a relatively ugly game. I think that this is going to be a very controlled game. Set my number at 128.5 in terms of this total. I'm going to be willing to dive under. And with UCLA, can I make them a 4.5-point favorite? So I'm going to be looking to take the points in this spot with Utah, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. How about if we dive into the team with the longest win streak in all of college basketball as well? May not be a team that you are expecting. 8-13, 8-14 on the betting board. Eastern Washington. Puts their 17-game win streak on the line as they hit the road to face off against Weber State. Weber State, they are between a 1-2-point to a two point underdog. And you're telling on this game, you're finding it anywhere between 140 and 140.5. Money's been coming in on Weber State, and I'm not sure why. Weber State has one really good player, Dylan Jones. He's able to give you nearly 10 rebounds, 17 points per game. He doles out 3-plus assists per game. Nobody outside Jones gives you north of four rebounds per game. Meanwhile, for Eastern Washington, you've got scores two through six who all give you at least four rebounds per game. Eastern Washington should just completely clobber this Weber State team on the glass. You got an Eastern Washington team that has a guy by the name of Steele Venters who's really been able to heat up 15 and a half points per game. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. Eastern Washington, I think, should be a little bit more of a sizable favorite. Set by number at two and a half personally, so I'm going to be one to lay the number. Set my total at 140 and a half. It's an Eastern Washington team that has scored 70 plus points in seven straight games. I think that they keep it going. I'm going to be looking at the over in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at Eastern Washington coming up next. Let's go to the pitch. We're going to be talking a little bit of soccer with Brad Thomas of ABC Sports Bet along with Anthony DeBundo over at Action Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bay Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? The betting splits page it is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So that way, you're able to see all the changes in the, in the action, find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every single game at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our two guests as we've got Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and Anthony DeBundo, who does great work over at Action Network. Gentlemen, it is great to have you aboard, and Brad, let's start out with you, as I know that we've got a few matches that are going to be going down on Thursday, and we've got a few matches that are going to be going down for the weekend as well, but I know that you're going to be taking a look at the sporting matchup, and you're going to be taking a look at a little bit of a total in this one. Take me through what you're going to be taking a look at in terms of sporting and Roma. Um, yeah, actually, we're, let's let's talk about uh, Sporting versus Michelin. Uh, they're on the road, Sporting here. That's Sporting Lisbon for anybody who's confused um, with maybe the MLS this weekend. I'm going to take Sporting team total over one and a half goals. If you watched that first match that they played, they absolutely dominated, but they were unable to convert multiple really quality looks. And Sporting, no, you know, this has been the season they've dreamt of, and especially on the road, they've kind of struggled. They have to get a result here. They have to win here. They do not want another 1-1, and this goes to a penalty shootout. For me, I can't back the money line because I can't sit here and think that this sporting team that we've seen all season is going to go, even if they have a talent advantage, is going to go on the road and keep a clean sheet. So for me, the only play if I want to back sporting is for them to score at least two goals. With an XG of 2.74 at home, I think they can replicate that success. Now they just need to actually bury those opportunities. Absolutely. And 
I do think that it's very interesting to take a look at the landscape right now because we've got all these leagues that have been able to really get into full force. And Anthony, I know you've got a player two in Bundesliga as well. Take me through what you're taking a look at in terms of the Bundesliga action for this week. Yeah, busy weekend in Germany. Uh, we've got the two top teams in the league going up against one another. Uh, Bayern Munich have won the league 10 years in a row. It's no surprise to see them at the top. <laughs> uh, but Union Berlin is kind of the surprise team. They're uh, sitting tied with Bayern. Uh, Union Berlin was in the second division just as recently as three years ago. So the fact that they're all the way up there with uh, a pretty low budget is a, is a great story. Uh, I do think that this game will be a little bit lower scoring than the market suggests. Union is the uh, best defense in the Bundesliga, uh, they're going to sit very deep, defend extremely deep, and uh, look to play for uh, you know a, a low-scoring game. I ultimately think Bayern will ultimately win, but a 3.25, it's a little bit inflated. Uh, I see this as like a 2-0, 2-1 kind of game. So I would make this line closer to 3. So I like the under 3.25 in that game. And uh, I, in the other game, Cologne is playing, Cologne is playing Wolfsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg has improved their surface level numbers since hiring Nico Kovac, but the underlying stuff is still pretty meh on them. They're, they're a below average Bundesliga team by most metrics going on the road against Cologne, who outside of last week's poor showing against Stuttgart had really improved their defensive metrics in the last uh, two months, kept, kept Bayern to just one goal, uh, shut out Leipzig. They've been conceding fewer and fewer XG per match. Uh, it's a sign of an improving team. They're at home. Uh, on the money line at plus 135. I like Cologne in the Bundesliga. So it's a it's a fun slate because you got the top two teams facing off. You also have uh, Leipzig facing Frankfurt, both teams playing in the Champions League this week, then going back to Germany this weekend. So loaded slate. But uh, yeah, I like Bayern under 3.25 and then uh, Cologne money line plus 135. Yep, and when it comes to the other match that you're going to be taking a look at, Brad, I know that I mentioned it a little bit before. We've got Roma and they're going to be taking off they're going to be taking on Red Bull Salzburg with this one actually being a little bit of an aggregate one, which I know that Salzburg is up one to zero in terms of the aggregate, but what are you taking a look at with regards to Roma? Because I think that you've got a little bit of a play on them on the money line. Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm not going to make anything fancy here and I'm just going to back Roma to win uh, straight up. If you guys are afraid of the minus 140 juice, uh, it's okay. You can take minus 0.75. Just like Sporting did in the first match, Roma won the XG battle. Unfortunately, they were unable to unlock the Salzburg defense. I think now that they're playing at home in the Stadio Olimpico, they will have the advantage. Um, they'll have the home crowd behind them. And luckily, Jose Mourinho, he announced that Pellegrini, uh, Paulo Dybala, and Tammy Abraham will all be available to start in this fixture. That's a huge boost in a team who knows that this is their chance to win silverware with Napoli all but wrapping up the Scudetto early in the season. If they want to hoist any trophies, they're going to have to win this match. They're going to have to win it at home. And I think Salzburg are okay with being the type of team who's going to try to grind out a 1-1, a 1-0 kind of match and send this into extra time and then send this into PKs. We know Salzburg's going to want to attack, but it's hard to break down Roma for them. They just need to come out here and not and not get blown out. So I'm going to keep it simple. If it's a 1-0, I get paid. If it's 3-0, I get paid. So that's Roma money line. Absolutely. And then taking a look at another match that is going to be going down 
on Thursday. I know that you, Anthony, have a little bit of a play. Actually, I think that you have multiple plays when it comes to this Juventus versus Nantes match, as it looks like you're playing a little bit of a side, and you're also playing a little bit of total. Take me through what you like in the Juventus game that we're going to be seeing on Thursday. Yeah, so Juventus uh, drew the first leg 1-1 at home. So now they're actually on the road, and they are favored to go through still, uh, being one of the, the better teams in Italy against a mid-table French side. But I actually think that this total is a little bit too low. And I know Juventus has played a lot of low-scoring games this year. Their defense has, if you look at the surface-level numbers, been pretty good. But some of this stuff is pretty alarming when it comes to this Juventus defense. They allow the highest percentage of pass completions against them in all of Italy. They do not press. They let you possess and move the ball up the pitch into the final third, into the penalty area. And their defense, they've conceded about 17 goals this year in the league. But if you look at some of the under, underlying numbers, their XG is closer to 25, 26 goals. Expected threat is even higher. So they're they're conceding a lot of pressure and chances. They're just getting away with it. Uh, I'm a little skeptical that that will continue. Uh, not for them. This is a huge opportunity to kind of stick it to Juventus and go for it. They're not expected to you know, win this match, but I do like both teams to score at plus money and the over two and a half uh, at plus 130. I just think that these totals uh, have gotten a little too deflated on Juventus. Uh, we're not sure if Federico Chiesa will be back, one of the main attackers for Juve. I'd obviously like it more if he plays. He's probably their best attacker. Uh, but Juventus has uh, the attacking quality to break down what's been a very mediocre French uh, defense for Nantes this year. So I like the over. Uh, I, I'll probably regret it when Allegri parks the bus uh, for Juventus <laughs> up 1-0, but uh, I think it's a good play. And then, Brad, do you have anything in terms of this Juventus match that we're going to be seeing on Thursday? I, uh, <laughs> Anthony's probably going to hate this, but I won early goal, and then I'm going to bet the under. Uh, I think that this is a match that yeah. sets up really nice for uh, Juventus probably going to score early because they're going to want to get the business done. And the total will probably move to to maybe 3.25. And if I if it ends 2-1, Anthony gets paid, and I, I win half my money, and I'll be more than happy with that. Absolutely. And then yeah, I, know- I did put more on the both teams to score. So I did a full unit on that, and then a half unit on the over 2.5. I could see a 1-1. Uh, or Yeah, 1-1 one, one just feels, here, but yes. it feels like it's going to happen. Yep, I think that this is one that is going to be really interesting. And is there anything else that you're going to be taking a look at in terms of the action that we're going to be getting on Thursday? Or is it going to be a lot more weekend action? Because we know that there's going to be a lot that's going to be going down in terms of the Champions League, in terms of the EPL, and I'll lead off with you, Brad, in terms of this one. Because I do think that this is just a rambunctious weekend of soccer where (laughs) we've got darn near every league that's going down right now. Yeah, I'm probably going to lean a little bit towards uh, backing Leverkusen. Uh, I, I just don't think that we should be getting them at plus 0.25. It, when I first saw the line uh, when it opened, it opened as them as a plus one dog. I know they're playing. It's a very, very, very talented Monaco side. Um, and that's kind of the only reason that I didn't bet them is because they, right now I just it's hard for me to see that much line movement and still be on the same side. But for, I mean, the game starts at 1245, right? And I look at 1245 Eastern, excuse me, and I look at all of the bets that I have. If this sporting game becomes kind of boring or I, or I don't think sporting's going to cash, I could see myself live betting Leverkusen and, and, and praying for a win. But if you, you know, want to take them pregame, I think plus 0.25 is very good. They have the quality. Away from home, they're not as good. Uh, XG pretty much tells you that they struggle to score. But defensively, they're 
very stout away from home, and they're playing against the Monaco side, who got the better of them, uh, getting the back of the net multiple times. I don't think that happens again uh, in this fixture. We've got so much as going to be going down, and as I know, you guys do a great job taking a look at all these leagues. We've got the EPL that's going to be back in action in a few days, and I believe that Anthony has a little bit of a play with regards to the Barcelona versus Manchester game that we're going to be seeing up on Thursday as well. So we're going to be catching up with the EPL. We're going to be taking a look at the Champions League and so much more with our two guests, Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet and Anthony Dubundo over there at Action Network next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Esports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, the football season has wrapped up, but BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. BetRivers has you covered with every line on and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be rejoined by Brian Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Back at NBC Sports Bet, along with Anthony Demundo, who does great work over at Action Network. And Anthony, I know you've got quite a bit with regards to this Byron Munich versus Man U matchup that we're going to be seeing on Thursday. Certainly an interesting spot for both of them. What are the bets that you are going to be taking a look at? Because if I remember correctly, you're actually going to be doing a little bit of a two-leg parlay with regards to this match. Yeah, so it's not something I do often. Uh, you know, betting league matches where I'll look to kind of get super specific or, or you know, to chase like a long shot. Uh, but I think there is a decent way that this is going to play out with Barcelona and Man United. They drew 2-2 the first leg in Spain last week. So now they're going back to England tomorrow. 3 o'clock Eastern, two of the biggest clubs in the world. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, both teams showed what I think is clear defensive flaws last week when it's you know United getting out in transition after they win the ball, exposing Barcelona, who likes to play it like a pretty slow tempo. Whereas uh, Barcelona found a lot of success up the wings, crossing the ball into the penalty area, getting it, uh, you know, Rafinha and Lewandowski especially connecting for the second goal. So I have question marks about both of these defenses. So I do think both teams will get on the board here. I just don't really see uh, the, you know, the firepower of these two attacks being slowed down. But uh, if you parlay that with the draw, which is about plus 320, 330 right now you can find, uh, I do think as we get toward the second half, if this match is tied, you're going to see both managers kind of take their foot off the throttle here and play more not to lose. And you see this a lot in these kind of knockout competitions. Uh, you're going to see these two teams you know, play a more cautious approach. And if one team is leading... Like I was just saying, I really don't trust either defense. I mean, we saw United go up 2-1 in the first leg and nearly blow it. Uh, Barcelona blew a lead within minutes of taking one in the first leg as well. So I don't really trust either of these defenses at the moment. So I think that all you know leads toward a bit of a stalemate playing out in the second half if it's close and tied. So at plus 320, plus 330, it's worth a shot for me there. So I took some both teams to score yes with a, with a draw. I could see it being 1-1, 2-2. Uh, and we're going to get some free soccer tomorrow afternoon. I love it. We've got a lot that is going down on this Thursday in terms of soccer. And we've got a lot that's going down this weekend. And, Brad, I know that one that you're taking a look at in terms of the EPL, that would be this Arsenal versus Leicester match. Arsenal 
minus 140 favorite on the three-way line. Lester find themselves at a plus 360. And total on this game, you're going to be finding it in most places right around a two and a half juice to the over. What are you taking a look at in this spot? Because I think that you're trying to be able to reduce the juice a little bit more when it comes to this total rather than laying like a minus 150, minus 155 in terms of two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to be on Arsenal over uh, one and a half goals. That's their team total. So we know that Leicester have struggled defensively. Most of their struggles have come on the road. They're playing this one at home. And I'm going to take all of those advanced metrics and throw them out of the window. A lot of the advanced metrics will tell you that Arsenal will probably struggle to score the second. But this side, this Arsenal side, man, the resiliency that they've had this season has been pretty much second to none. Like they looked, I don't know, like a team that, maybe was out of their way, maybe a team that kind of, I know they're ahead of schedule and what they thought they wanted to be, but a team where the stage might be too bright. There's a lot of young cats on this team. And, and I just was really afraid. They just kept dropping points, dropping points, dropping points. And in their last match against Aston Villa, Aston Villa, excuse me, I was really concerned with them, but then we saw a flurry of goals late in that second half for them to equalize. And then for them to take the lead and then for them to score their fourth goal. Talk about impressive. Talk about that's the kind of football that you need to win championships. You know, now they have reestablished their Premier League lead. And I think against Leicester City, they're going to be able to dominate here. And by dominate, I mean score at least two goals. I don't care about what they do defensively. If we can please, please, please get Thomas Partey back. He's 50-50 right now, um, according to Mikel Arteta. He is the engine that makes this team run defensively, offensively, and Odegaard's playing great. Sokka's playing absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to sneak one more bet in there for you guys. If you guys are on FanDuel and you guys are betting uh, the shots on goal market, go ahead and look at Bakayo Sokka, shots on goal with his left foot. It's cashed in four straight games. It's an absolute gem of a bet because... He doesn't take shots with his right. It's actually starting to become one of those hindrances of why he's not scoring more because he has so many opportunities to have clear-cut opportunities with his right foot, but he switches over to the left and he gets blocked by the goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be on Arsenal team total over one and a half. I don't care if this game, I don't care who wins. As long as I see two by Arsenal, it's going to be fine by me. I absolutely love the angles there, being able to get specific in what you want and being able to get a bigger cash there. That is something that I'm all about. So love that, Brad. And I know that you were mentioning the fact that they were playing against in one of their previous matches, Aston Villa. And I know that that's one that you're taking a look at for the weekend, Anthony, as it's going to be Everton against Aston Villa. And with Aston Villa right around a plus $2 in terms of the three-way line, Everton is plus 150, Blas draw is plus 225. What are you taking a look at in terms of this match? Because relatively equally matched teams in terms of the standings out there in the EPL. And it's been very interesting to take a look at the, these two teams because they've been two of the lower scoring teams in the EPL. Yeah, I mean, Everton have really improved their defense since Sean Dyche came in. They they put a, a it's not quite typical Sean Dyche where we're going to sit really deep like he did at his old team uh, with Burnley. But they are doing a little bit of like a defensive press and it's caused some problems for some teams and I think they can cause problems for Villa as well. Everton's home form really hasn't been that bad. It's been the away from away from home numbers that have been absolutely awful and cost the former manager his job. Uh, but Dyche has really improved them, and they've now had him for two matches at home. 
Very impressive showing. Wins against Arsenal and Leeds back-to-back games. Uh, I think this is a good spot for them as well. Aston Villa's been trying to build out from the back a lot, play out from the back. Uh, it's and Unai Emery is their new manager too. He hasn't really improved them either. If you look at some of the underlying numbers, they're right around where they were uh, with their previous manager too. So we got you know two new managers going at it. I like what I'm seeing much more from Everton and Dyche than I am from Unai Emery and from Villa. So I like the Toffees Everton at home on the draw no bet line. It's right about minus 120, 122 right now, depending on where you look. Uh, I like them to uh, be the more likely winner here. I actually project them closer to minus 130 on that line. So I am happy to take the Toffees and uh, ride their home form into what looks like it could be another you know, Premier League victory for him in his fourth match in charge. And then this is one that I know that you're looking at a little bit, Brad. It is Leeds versus Southampton. This is one that's going to be going down a little bit later on this weekend with Leeds on the three-way line. They're a plus 105. Southampton is a plus 270. What do you make out of this matchup? Because I do think that it's a relatively fascinating one. Southampton has had a little bit of a rough year. But with Leeds, I always find them to be a little bit of a befuddling team out there in the EPL. Leeds are a team that I... I generally hate backing right unless it's corners because they have a lot of really young talent that plays on the boundaries really well but they struggle to convert goals and in this match i think this is something where i have to take Leeds team total over one and a half it's really plus money it's around plus 110 depending on which book you're shopping at they're playing against a southampton side who is dreadful defensively and they're dreadful defensively um on the road they actually are the worst in the Premier League in goals conceded on the road. Then they have an XGA to match. So you're giving me plus money in, in the reverse fixture where Leeds were on the road. They actually scored two against Southampton. It was a thrilling 2-2 match. I know that the under might be a play for a lot of people. But if we want to talk about playing this game over 100 times, do we see Leeds score at least two goals more than 45% of the time? My answer is yes. So that leads me to Leeds team total over one and a half at plus 111. I do like it. And then we'll throw at you one more, Anthony, as I know you're taking a look at Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea. Chelsea on the three-way line is a plus 185. Tottenham is a plus 150. But I know you're going to have a little bit of a play on Chelsea, but you're going away from the three-way line on this one. I think that we've got Anthony muted for some reason, but I know that you've got a little bit of something on this as well, Brad. What are you taking a look at in terms of this matchup? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be interested in this market. What I probably might do, Chelsea's a tough team to break down despite all of the issues they've had. I might take Son's shot on target and probably sprinkle a little bit on his goal. He has struggled at the beginning of the season to find the back of the net. But if you look, he scored in consecutive matches and his price will be pretty high. So probably it'll be a lot of value for anybody who's value hunting in that matchup. And two men that provide great value whenever they join the show. Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and Anthony DeBundo, who does great work over at Action Network. Always appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always great to have both of those gentlemen aboard. And we've got a little bit of a surprise guest coming up next. Rob Dowster, who does great work at the Field of 68. Going to be chatting some college basketball with him next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You've got a surprise guest that is joining us. Rob Douster, about 90 minutes ago, sent out a tweet being like, Hey, any radio producers want to get me on the air or anything like that? Rob is a good friend of mine, and Jason, our producer, he is the best in the business. He reaches out to Rob, and guess who's here via the magic of the phone? It is Rob Dowser, fresh driving back from what we saw in the UConn versus Providence game. And Rob, it's great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for uh, giving me someone to talk to so I don't fall asleep at the wheel, man. This is uh, 
exactly what I needed in my life. I am experiencing Hoops Peterson. Let's go. Let's get it. Absolutely. And Rob, he is the founder of the Field of 68. They do all sorts of tremendous work taking a look at the great game of college basketball. And Rob, you were just there for that Providence versus UConn game. UConn, a very good showing, a win and a cover for them. What did you make out of the matchup? And what have you just been making out of the Big East in general? Because it feels like there isn't necessarily that one Final Four team out of the Big East, but you've got five really good teams. The two that you obviously took a look at, Xavier, Marquette, and Creighton. I've been very impressed by all five of those teams. Yeah, I think it's a top five in the Big East. And I think that without injuries, right? Like with the, the Zach Fremantle thing kind of throws it a little bit into uh, a little bit into flux. But I do think that those other five teams are all good enough to beat literally anybody in college basketball on their best night. I don't think that I would be surprised if any of those five teams found a way to make it all the way to Houston. And I would make the argument, Greg, I think that this is the best top five of any conference in college basketball, including the Big 12. I just, I'm that impressed with them. I think it's the league that has the best guard play, and I think that it is as good of an offensive conference as you're going to find in terms of teams that can, you know, that can put up points, that can be explosive on that end of the floor. Uh, as far as what we saw from UConn, I, I say this over and over again. They are going to go as far as Tristan Newton and Andre Jackson take them. I think that Jordan Hawkins and Adama Sanogo, those are the guys that get all the attention, right? Those guys pretty much give you, you know what you're going to get out of them, right? There's going to be nights where maybe Hawkins shoots two for ten from three, and there's going to be nights where Adama, uh, sometimes like the, the jump hooks aren't going in, or maybe teams kind of throw an extra body at them defensively. But you kind of know generally speaking, a ballpark of what you're going to get out of them. When Tristan Newton is good, Tristan Newton, right? When he's the guy that can get you 16 and 6 assists, when he's the guy that can get to the foul line, he's making his open threes, he's aggressive, he's playing with his head up, he's playing confident, that changes what they can be because they have a guy that can get in the lane at the end of a clock and make something happen when a play breaks down. And when Andre Jackson is the guy that is everywhere defensively, flying around, getting defensive rebounds and pushing in transition, creating steals, forcing turnovers, catching lobs, keeping offensive rebounds alive. When he's that dude, then that changes what the ceiling for this team can be. And to me, I think with those two, it's 100% a confidence thing. But when they're playing confident like they did tonight, like they did against Marquette, I would make the argument like they did at Creighton. They are, UConn is back to being what UConn was at the start of the season. And, I'm 100% in on them being a team that can make it to the second weekend. I would not want to see them in the Big East tournament right now. And it's one of those situations where, like, every year that UConn makes one of these surprise runs to the Final Four to a national championship, it's a wide-open, weird year. Remember, 2011, they were a three-seed in the Final Four with four-seed Kentucky, eight-seed Butler, and 11-seed VCU. In 2014, when they won it, it was, uh, they were a seven-seed, and eight-seed Kentucky is who they played in the national title game. It's another weird year. That's just UConn's luck. Yep, absolutely. And we all remember the first run that they made. That was with Kemba Walker. Shabazz Napier was the headliner in that number two run, although 
you know, maybe don't necessarily have quite that guy on this year's team, but I really do like the game of Adama Sanogo, as I always like on, to say on the show. He's a guy that makes things a go-go for this team, so I think that they're very interesting. And do you think there might be a little bit of value on UConn at 20-1 to 1 to be able to make a run to the national title game? Because I take a look at this UConn team, and the one thing I like about them over the other teams out there in the Big East is that other than really Crane among the top five that we were talking about, they are that team with a fortified defense, whereas with the teams like Marquette, like Xavier, their defense I think will be the hindrance for them being able to make a deep run in March. Yeah, the one thing about Marquette is I think that they they create turnovers. So Xavier, I think, is, is just a not very good defensive team, right? Whereas Marquette is a team that takes a lot of risks and a lot of gambles, and when it works, they can be really good for spurts. We saw it on Tuesday night at Creighton, right? They went through a stretch where I think they, were, they went on like a 43-21 to 21 run over the course of about 18 minutes of game time. And you can't do that on the road in that building if you, don't, if you can't play a high level of defense. Now, they, they, they're, they're risky, right? They, they try to get steals. They try to jump passing lanes. They try to pick people's pockets. And the difference between this team and the team last year is they don't have Kirk Watt. They don't have that guy at the rim that can erase everything if someone gets by. So I, I think that they are – I'm not as concerned with them defensively as I am with Xavier. Now, they're not a great defensive team, and I don't, we haven't seen – I got a stat for you, GP. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. So, in the Ken Palm era, the lowest-ranked team in adjusted defensive efficiency heading into the NCAA tournament to win a national title was 2009 North Carolina. They ranked 39. 2015, Duke ranked 37. This Marquette team ranks outside the top 60. So it's no team with their profile has ever won a national title. So that's one thing to keep in mind with them. But I would not be surprised if they got to the Final Four. I think they're absolutely good enough to do that. And when you get to a Final Four, literally anything can happen. You've got to win two games. You've got to have one good weekend. And Marquette's capable of doing that. Yeah, but I think that Marquette is such an interesting team. They don't necessarily have that one surefire rebounder other than Oso Ogadero, but they do such a good job with so many guys like Cam Jones and company being able to knock down threes. So I think that they're a fascinating team to take a look at. And we've got some fascinating action that is going to be going down on Thursday, Rob. We've got some Big Ten games. We've got this game as well, which I just think that this is one of the most random things. And I talked to you a little bit about this off air, and you've got some thoughts with this game. North Texas against Charlotte. It's a North Texas team that's finding themselves in a lot of spots, a three-point road favorite, but the real intrigue here is the total. Where I sit at Circa is hung at a 109.5. Most places have a 110. What are your overall thoughts? Because North Texas is the slowest team in all of college basketball, but I just feel like, to use a poker term, you need to hit runner-runner just to have even a chance of this thing going under because you've got so many landmines to dodge. So... You think about this in a savvy way, in a smart way, which is probably why you're a profitable better. I think about this in a different way. This is the kind of sickle line that you've got to take the under on. To me, when you see something that low, you've got to say, all right, look, we need to find a way for this to go under because they wouldn't set that line that low if it didn't have a chance to go under. It feels like a trap. This is not anything analytical. I normally say, I always say this when I talk about betting stuff, 
probably don't want to listen to what I'm saying if you're trying to make a lot of money. If you want to have a fun sweat, I got the best thing for you. So I think I'm going to be on the under in that spot. And it has nothing to do with any analysis. That's probably going to be something where they say, Rob, I don't think you could be on Vston anymore. This is not the <laughs> experience that we were looking for. Well, Rob, I absolutely love different points of view. And I do think that it's interesting because I don't think either team is going to be going out there blazing it, scoring 80 points or anything like that. And the market has actually agreed with you because it opened up at a 112. So there have been people that have decided, you know what? This 112, it is too high. We are going to bet it down. So you're not in the complete minority on this one. And when it comes to the Visa Pro Tip, I know that Rob likes soccer as well. Visa.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. If you're betting on soccer, if you get specific with your bets, it's able to give you a really nice cash. We were talking about that in the last segment with our panel of soccer analysts. And Rob, we've got about 45 seconds for this one. Any thoughts in terms of the Michigan versus Rutgers game where we're finding Michigan on the road, a six-point underdog? Oh, man. I don't Honestly, I don't even really like either of these teams in this moment. But if you're going to give me someone, it's Rutgers, right? How can you fade Rutgers in the rack? How can you bet against them in the rack? I don't trust Michigan's point guard play. Um, and especially with teams uh, when they're playing on the road and you got a big guy that you run your offense through, I think the easiest thing to do to take that away is just not let them get the ball. We saw Rutgers do that when they played Purdue. They got the win over Purdue. So uh, I will take Rutgers, and it's not going to feel comfortable. It's going to be a really interesting game. And, Rob, it's always great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you so much. That was Rob Dowster. He is the founder of the Field of 68. It was great to be able to get him aboard. We wrap things up talking a little Big Ten. Let's take a look at Penn State versus Ohio State coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 20. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.